Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This woman was messed with up one side and down the other. And then one day she just turned up dead when she had been warning her friends, family, neighbors, police about this for months leading up to her ultimate demise. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, you guys? So it's been kind of a long time since I've done one of these kind of walk around videos. I'm in the process of doing a top five unknowns video right now, so I don't really have access to my normal backdrop and everything. So I thought I would kind of do kind of a throwback to a lot of the older videos I did where I just walk around and tell you guys about random news or tell you about a creepy story. And today I want to tell you about the story of a woman who I believe you pronounce her name as Sigrid. She was an 87 year old woman who died in her own home in Chicago of incredibly mysterious circumstances. She had been broken into numerous times. Her phone had been bugged. Her phone had been tampered with. This woman was messed with up one side and down the other. And then one day she just turned up dead when she had been warning her friends, family, neighbors, police about this for months leading up to her ultimate demise. Now, if you're interested in getting any additional information about this, and also just to give credit to the person that really dove you know, headfirst into the research for this, you can check out this Reddit user. His name's gonna be right here. He did a lot of the research for this video. I'm just kind of bouncing off of an article he published here just a short while back. So if you're interested in more information or just to give that guy a good upvote, be sure to check out his profile on Reddit, but let's get right into it. So on June 26th, 1981, 80 87-year-old Sigrid was found dead in her Chicago, Illinois home. So she was nearly blind and mostly deaf and lived alone in a small little brick home. So she was a pretty easy target if we're being honest here. Sigrid was found laying face down on her bed with her hands tied behind her back with a tan scarf. And a friend had tried to contact her unsuccessfully. So she warned police that something may have been up. 
Strangely enough, there were no signs of a forced entry in Sigrid's home, and the coroner eventually just concluded that Sigrid had died of a heart attack after being bound by an unknown intruder, presumably from the stress of the situation. Now, Sigrid was well known to police because for two months leading up to her murder, Sigrid would frequently call the police, claiming that there were various intruders inside of her home, going as far as telling them that she believed that her phone lines were being bugged. The police never failed to respond to a call. They showed up every single time. And this all started in April of that year. But they had to admit that they had a hard time, you know, believing the woman's stories because they were pretty far-fetched. The first complaint came, like I said, in April. And Sigrid informed police while she was napping on the couch, she woke up to see shadowy figures wandering around her living room. Now, she obviously started to scream and freak out, but one of the intruders grabbed a sheet, covered her face with it, and began to beat her in the head and face. He then picked her up and put her in a closet, and Sigrid said that she stayed in this closet until she was absolutely certain all of the intruders were gone. She only left once she knew they weren't there anymore. When police finally showed up at her home, she informed them that there was some sort of a break-in and revealed that her phone had been tampered with. She told police that she had to use her neighbor's phone because it seemed like no one could hear her when she was talking on her current phone. She then showed police the blood-stained sheet that was used to cover her up while she was being beaten. She also had a black eye, but police were still kind of unconvinced. Because of this, they decided to take her phone in for further investigation and possibly for repair. And when they took it apart, they found out that it had actually been tampered with, and the microphone portion of the phone had been completely removed. Reports say that police fixed the phone, though I'm not really sure police are qualified to do that, but they returned the phone to her. And then just a week later, she reported yet another break-in. And once again, her phone had been tampered with. They returned to the home to find that, again, the microphone had been removed from the phone. This time, police bought her a whole new phone and tightened down the receiver and glued it shut. But the next week, after yet another complaint, they found out that the receiver and the cord had been ripped clean out of the phone again. So by May, less than a month later, she reported yet another break-in, and police arrived to discover that the phone cord had been ripped completely out of the wall this time. So now she had no way of even attaching a new phone, even if she were to get one. Police then set up extra surveillance all around her house and the neighborhood. Neighbors even went as far as to trim their bushes and trees so that they could better see her house if something were to happen. And a social worker suggested she should just move entirely. But even with all this additional patrol and all the neighbors watching and everything, on June 16th, she was mugged outside of her home when she was returning home from the bank. But luckily, she was able to hold on to her purse and everything and refused to give it to the muggers. She then went to a neighbor's house who then called the police for her. Now, her neighbors later on reported that in the months leading up to her murder, she was incredibly heartbroken. She was incredibly shaken and emotional, and she could hardly make it through a full sentence without just breaking down into tears because of the fear. She claimed that she thought she was going to be killed by these intruders, with her saying, quote, they're going to get me. I just know it. On June 16th, her worst fears actually took place when she was killed by the home intruders. Police discovered that the phone's receiver and cord had obviously once again been ripped out, leaving her unable to call for help. Police closed the investigation on June 30th, determining that Sigrid had died of natural causes. In September of 1981, a judge ordered Chicago police to release the records in relation to Sigrid's case at the request of her sister. After police refused to release them to the family or the family's attorney, things kind of just hit a halt. Her sister claimed that when her daughter entered Sigrid's home on August 30th to begin cleaning up and boxing up some things, she discovered a large amount of blood on the bed where Sigrid was found, 
even though police claimed she wasn't wounded and she was just tied up and died from a heart attack. Her sister took photos of the blood-soaked mattress, the blood-soaked pillow, and the headboard, but obviously these photos aren't available to the public, at least not as far as I'm aware, and I couldn't really show them to you here even if I wanted to. But that's pretty much where the case kind of hit a halt. There wasn't anything else said about the case. Police basically wrote the case off and it's been unsolved ever since. No one knows who exactly it was that was breaking into her home so often. Many people were kind of starting to wonder if she could have just been completely crazy and delusional, but that was until she turned up with her hands tied behind her back, deceased face down on her bed. I mean, you could definitely understand how police and other neighbors could be skeptical when a woman's phone cord is repeatedly ripped out from inside of her home and she's constantly reporting intruders, but there's very little evidence of this. To take things a step further, every time they'd arrived, allegedly there was no signs of a break-in. It was as if she was letting this person in each time. So some people think it could have been someone who had a key to the house or knew some sort of alternative entry to the house that maybe Sigrid didn't know of and they were continually breaking in that way. We really don't know for sure. We don't know much at all about the case other than what I've relayed to you. So I'm curious to know what you guys may think about this. What do you think could have been happening? What do you think could have been going on in all of these break-ins? And I don't know, on the surface, it definitely seems like it could have been some sort of you know, mental issue that had been plaguing her in her old age. But that only adds up until the final day of Sigrid's life. You can't really tie yourself up, at least not that I'm aware of. So I'm curious to know what you guys think about this. Be sure to let me know in the comments below. But that's gonna wrap up the video for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you love the video, maybe hit that subscribe button and notification bell, or consider hitting that join button below. It really helps out the channel a lot more than you may know. It helps us further the channel. It helps me have a better relationship with you guys to where I can put out more videos more often. But that's gonna be it for today. I've been Ty Knott. You guys have been lovely. I'll catch you in the next video. Yeah, we'll be